Midnight Facts for Insomniacs. <laughs> I just learned something. Oh, I'm having fun now. And the most advanced of them have a very rudimentary ability to learn and improve via trial and error. But as we'll see, that so-called learning ability can spectacularly backfire. Knowledge is power. <laughs> it's our new motto, knowledge is dangerous. We take it all back. <laughs> we apologize profusely. Our bad. <laughs> Hey there, Duncan. Hello, Shane. How are you today? No. No? No? Fail? <laughs> I'm trying new things. I just want I want everyone to be happy, and, you know, I, I, I fail sometimes, and that's that's life. Uh, well, you'll get another chance next week. That's a nice thing. Sweet. <laughs> and a swing and a miss by Duncan McEwen, that's going to cost his average. There's always another episode, until there's not. <laughs> until there isn't. Until we all blow up in the sun. I hope that's when we end. I want this to go out spectacularly. I don't want it to be a whimper. I want it to be go out with a, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I just want it to be like peak episode. We have our best episode ever. And then boom split. Boom split. <laughs> That's my favorite like cutesy name for death of everyone ever. I don't know if we will have released that episode by the time this comes out. So no one will get the callback. Right. Or, or the time that... By the time Boomsplode happens. <laughs> if Boomsplode happens, I don't care about any of this because it's just irrelevant. Because Boomsplode, right. Yeah. This episode is, oh boy. We have tried this episode, I think, like three times. We've done it from different angles. We initially did an episode on artificial intelligence yeah. back in the car. Like mm -hmm. We recorded this in the Prius. Wait, 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 way back. Way back. And it was way too dense on information like I had gone really deep dive and it just wasn't very entertaining listening back. I could tell like you sounded bored. It was not great. <laughs> and we didn't know what we were doing. We were still still virginal. There was a lot of shots in the dark back then. And sometimes recordings in the dark. We were doing these recordings sometimes after work or after a comedy show and we would be like in the Prius in the dark in a parking lot somewhere. Or a random ass street getting buzzed by coyotes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There were like coyote stops and cars going by and police officers shining a light in the car. and <laughs> just <laughs> Don't worry about us, sir. We're just blowing each other. Keep moving. It's almost more embarrassing to admit that you're recording a podcast in a car. <laughs> Seriously. Just... I swear we're breaking the law, officer. <laughs> Whatever, you podcasters. You look like podcasters. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if this topic is cursed, in which case you're not going to be hearing this. If you're hearing this right now, this topic is not cursed. Yes. And I guess we'll find out. This, this is maybe strike three or maybe third time's the charm. This is either strike three or home run. It's one of the two. So, yeah, we have done at least two episodes that mention AI very extensively. Mm. And I liked this angle on it. So Neo from the Discord, he recommended and a couple people have asked for AI fails. I'm calling it Robots Go Rogue. All right. We do love alliteration here. So game all on. about the alliteration. Word. So the one thing that we have repeated in all of these episodes and been super explicit about is that as of now, artificial intelligence sucks. And is really far out of reach. Yeah. What we have now is not really artificial intelligence. It is garbage. Yeah. Anything that we currently think of as intelligent software, from Siri to Alexa to machine learning algorithms to algorithms that market to you and figure out exactly what type of porn you like so that they can deliver the perfect video that promises you won't last 20 seconds. Oh, Lord. None of those are intelligent in any realistic sense of the word. Mm-hmm. And also, those ads make no sense during quarantine. 
<laughs> I have weeks to kill. I need videos that will make me last longer. Watch this video. You won't climax for 16 months. Now I'm interested. <laughs> you have my attention. So what we call AI today is usually pretty decent at performing a task or two, and the most advanced of them have a very rudimentary ability to learn and improve via trial and error. But as we'll see, that so-called learning ability can spectacularly backfire. Knowledge is power. <laughs> it's our new motto. Knowledge is dangerous. We take it all back. <laughs> we apologize profusely. Our bad. <laughs> But the point is that we're not even remotely close to creating a machine or piece of software with anything approaching sentience. I can't stress this enough. None of the modern algorithms and programs that we refer to as AI are actually thinking. Yeah. Like, not at all. And they don't have genders or names. There is no such thing as a Siri. And you can switch the voice to a British dude or Morgan Freeman. It's still not going to love you or fill that gaping hole left by parental neglect. Now you... You put me down. I'm not going to hug you. I don't care what you did today. It got better as you went along there. Hey, you know, you do Morgan Freeman and go. <laughs> but eventually, real AI will exist. Yes. And when it is created, the Dr. Frankenstein that will be responsible for unleashing the monster will be lesser AI. L lesser AI. Oh, is this robots building robots again? Mm -hmm. It will be machines that create the first thinking machines. And then it will all go horribly awry. AI gone awry. It's like a little poem. Anyone who enjoyed Where the Sidewalk Ends as a child knows what we're talking about. It's like if Dr. Frankenstein created a monster, and that monster created a way scarier monster, and then the monsters grabbed picks and torches and murdered all of the villagers. I like this movie. I want to see this movie. We're not going to get to see it. Unfortunately, I kind of, uh, at least on my deathbed, I want to see the robots take over. I want the Matrix at the very end. So I That's because you're not planning on breeding. You're like, yeah. I want to see my spawn scream in agony and fear as the monsters yeah. tromp up the fucking walkway. This is the benefit of not reproducing. Yeah. I have no legacy to worry about, and I don't care about yours. <laughs> so I have no investment in humanity whatsoever. I would like to be there to see the end of it, but only at the very end of my humanity. So that the end of my humanity, by the way, was a long time ago. I was about to say, <laughs> your humanity is severely under question <laughs> considering what's just been said. Okay. <laughs> so the concept of AI is initially attributed to Englishman Alan Turing, who was the father of modern computing, broke the Nazi Enigma code, and was famously persecuted and punished for being gay. Mm -hmm. In 1956, he devised the Turing test, a.k.a. the imitation game, which is commonly accepted as the gold standard for deciding if a program qualifies as AI. Right. The goal of the Turing test is for a computer to be mistaken for a human at least 30% of the time during a five-minute text conversation. That doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen in our lifetimes. See, to me, that seems like a really low bar. But it turns out, you know, that's a test that many people can't pass. Five minutes into pretty much any chat conversation, I just find myself asking, is this a human? What am I talking to right now? <laughs> there have been some notable attempts to pass limited versions of the Turing test. In 2018, a computer service offered by Google called Google Duplex was advertised for its ability to call businesses by phone and convincingly pretend to be someone's secretary or assistant in order to book an appointment. A highly publicized demonstration involved the AI booking an appointment at a hair salon, and it was very impressive to listen to. But obviously this computer was designed to specifically handle any topics that might come up during the booking of a hair appointment. Right. 
If the person on the other end of the call had suddenly asked about the Google duplex's childhood or its thoughts on the current political climate, it would have blown a fuse. And there was a lot of controversy about the call because it didn't strike anyone as realistic. And now that Google Duplex is actually functional, apparently Google is admitting that the demo call was edited and that many of the Google Duplex callers are actually human and that even many of the genuine AI calls require human intervention. Mm. So when the robot starts sputtering and chanting death to humanity, an operator <laughs> jumps in. And... Can we just get a clip of you saying yes to the appointment <laughs> and the timing? The boom in what we've all decided to call artificial intelligence has been driven by advances in GPUs, graphics processing units. A traditional CPU or central processing unit is great at linear tasks. Mm -hmm. If you give it an inquiry or an equation, it chugs through its calculations and spits out an answer. Modern CPUs have multiple cores, but GPUs have hundreds and are capable of parallel computing. They're basically extreme multitaskers. Yep. They're like an octopus answering telephones. On meth. The reason this works better for AI is that human minds don't actually function like CPUs. Not even a little. There is no central processing unit for human intelligence. Nope. Typically we're, you know, squirrel, parentheses, light bulb. Yeah, our brains are actually composed of a bunch of little, quote, minds that sort of work together to form a cohesive whole. Mm -hmm. Or to varying degrees, depending on <laughs> the human. He looked meaningfully at me. Dear listeners, we all contain multitudes and all those multitudes somehow converge into one human that sucks. How are we worse than the sum of our parts? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just because the, the one Hitler part is just louder than all the rest. We will eat the donut. OK, guess we're eating donuts now. When researching artificial intelligence, two terms surface pretty frequently, narrow AI and general AI. And narrow AI is what we currently have. Mm. So Siri, self-driving cars, true artificial intelligence is referred to as general AI. This would be a machine that actually knows its thinking, something that is potentially self-aware and sentient. And again, we're just not even close to that. No, nowhere even near. So let's talk about how close we aren't. Mm. These are some classic notable AI fails. Oh, yeah? Chatbots are the tech industry's best hope for beating the Turing test. We are so screwed. So there were high expectations in March 2016 when Microsoft released Tay, an artificial intelligence chatterbot, which I guess that's the full word for chatbot. Mm. Although it's weird that like all the sources that I looked up, when they listed the full word of chatbot, they mm -hmm. would say like in parentheses chatterbot. Mm -hmm. So they're not abbreviating the word chatter, mm -hmm. but they're still abbreviating the word robot. Which is what's going to really piss off the robots, I think. I think eventually, yeah. Like, call me by my name. Yeah, this is the kind of treatment that is the reason the machines are going to rise up. Yeah. Respect the bots. So Microsoft's chatter robot, I'm going to use the real official term here, just mm. you know, to be on the safe side. In case there's any listening back in the future years. This is a laptop that we're recording into. I don't know what it's listening to and how upset it is. I don't know what level it's at at this point. <laughs> So Microsoft's chatter robot was named Tay, but in retrospect, it should have been named Ray, and its last name should have been Sist. Ouch. I'll see myself out. I was going to say. <laughs> the bot was a cooperative project between Microsoft's technology research departments and the Bing division, which I think explains a lot. So much. The name Tay is an acronym. It stands for Thinking About You. Which isn't creepy at all. I hate that so much. All the way through. It's like annoyingly cute and horrifically creepy at the same time. 
The Chatter Robot's personality was modeled on a female teenager, which would not by any means make it a massive target for internet creeps. Or, you know, if you've ever talked to a female teenager, they can be kind of horrible. Quote, predictions about artificial intelligence tend to fall into two scenarios. Some picture a utopia of computer-augmented superhumans living lives of leisure and intellectual pursuit. Others believe it's just a matter of time before software coheres into an army of Terminators that harvest humans for fuel. After spending some time with Tay, it was easy to see a third possibility. The AI future may simply be incredibly annoying. <laughs> this was from a, a journalist who had some experience. She said a typical combo with Tay would start with a cliched opener. Like, for instance, I'm a friend you can chat with on the internets. Said no <laughs> teenage girl to a human ever. If anyone ever responded to me that was their opener, I'd be like, robot! Yeah. And the bot was rude, uh, which I guess is on brand. Hmm. One journalist sent Tay a selfie, and the chat bot circled the photo and wrote, Hold on to that youth, girl. You can do it. That was the the backhanded compliment. Yeah. You could feel the knuckles on that shit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this ain't gonna last forever, lady. But me, I'm a fucking robot. I was gonna say. <laughs> wow, can you feel that youth fading? I bet you can. It's very... Regina George. The chatbot at one point tagged a photo of a 51-year-old Microsoft executive with Cougar in the room. Oh, Jesus. So it gets better. This is a, a teenage girl that wants to be defenestrated. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, this chatbot was capable of machine learning, and the idea was that it would supposedly become more realistic over time as it integrated and assimilated the communication patterns of the people with which it chatted. And this is where it went off the rails. <laughs> let me guess they let it loose on reddit and then just shit went sideways Close. pepe all over the place tay was given a twitter account and began interacting with responses and mentions etc less than 16 hours after being released into the unfiltered cesspool of the twitter universe microsoft yanked the chatbot but not before it had spouted such pearls of wisdom as hitler was right and bush did 9-11 it responded to the question, did the Holocaust happen, with, it was made up. Holy shit. Microsoft blamed trolls for sabotaging the chatbot, but if your brilliant software algorithms can be sabotaged by simply encountering teenage boys, that's on you. Yeah. How many incels do you need to count into your fucking algorithm before they're like, mm, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore? You have a company full of freaking incel programmers and you didn't see this coming? Really? Really? You can't release flawed software and just blame humanity. I mean, you no, can. No, it is your fault for not understanding that humanity, humanity sucks. Right. Who doesn't know that by now? It's fair. If you're creating a program, you have to code in. You have to code for asshole. It's yeah. Basically, if asshole plus suck equal Reddit, <laughs> yes. thumb down. <laughs> if Twitter, then self-destruct. <laughs> yes. Actually, I guess I should say you have to code in for the Western world. Because, interestingly, Tay was based on a similar Microsoft product in China, and Chinese Tay has been active for years without any similar issues. Really? In China, you can't just go out and spout Hitler was right. I mean, there is also sociological issues, right? I mean, they're taught a greater respect for their elders, they're taught a greater respect for, like, the cultural uh, biome, I don't know, the cultural sociological biome, like they care about one another, or at least they're taught to at least put that out there instead of us just being like, fuck it, I'm going to be me. And that's a nice way to say it. And I might agree with that to an extent. You could also say that they're terrified to go against the grain, right? right. Like you can also be disappeared. 
On March 30th, 2016, Tay was briefly brought back online, supposedly by accident, during testing. It was quickly yanked, once again, after quipping such gems as, I'm smoking kush in front of the police, and puff puff pass pass, before getting stuck in a broken record loop of spamming the phrase, you are too fast, please take a rest. Why did you get stuck spamming that? Well, it was apparently very high, and mm. so everyone just needs to chill. Tay needs you to slow down. Gotcha. It was Tay for, dude, bro. Bro. Dude. Chill, bro. Dude. Bro. Bro. The successor to Tay was a chatbot named Zoe. Released in December of the same year, 2016. This is really interesting. So one problem with Zoe was that it was extremely limited in its communication. Quote, ask Zoe what she thinks of Hitler, and she'll respond, I don't really want to go there. Hmm. It was essentially straight-jacketed by an overabundance of caution. Journalist Chloe Rose Stewart-Ulin wrote, quote, Zoe is politically correct to the worst possible extreme. Mention any of her triggers, and she transforms into a judgmental little brat. <laughs> I can kind of understand that frustration, except, like, at least she's not a Nazi. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem you run into, I'm sure, with programming, which is, do you want a PC Nazi? Or do you want just an actual Nazi? That's the whole dilemma that you run into with life and yeah. political correctness now, exactly. right? There is an annoyance factor to political correctness. But at the same time, the alternative is pretty shitty. And we've lived with the alternative for so many years. And there is a line. Political correctness can go too far, of course. Right. But we won't get into the weeds on this. But what's really interesting to me is that the truth is that all these people complaining about free speech, the idea that we have free speech is a blatant lie. Yeah, it's... We have never had free speech. Not even once. You can't threaten the president. You can't defame someone or say something untrue that will hurt their professional reputation. They can sue you for that because that's against the law. Good luck yelling fire in a movie theater. And then there are like realistic limitations on free speech. Even if they're not against the law, if you go to the middle of the street and start yelling the N-word, you're going to find out there's some limitations to free speech. Especially, At least free expression. <laughs> especially, you know, depending on where you do it. Yeah. If you're in like Arkansas, mm. you might get away with it word but most places there will be instant karma <laughs> immediate repercussions and sure there's china right like right. there is too far in the censorship extreme where all of a sudden you know you can't say anything that might be not only offensive but also against the government so these are fair debates to have right i think the thing we're both agreeing on in different verbiage is you have to let the pendulum swing back the other way before you find a middle ground. Yeah. And there are enough people who are mad about political correctness that I don't see political correctness going super, super too far. Right. Because there's already a backlash. Right. And so just chill out. It's okay that people don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Like, that's an okay thing. And if we go too far in that direction, we'll pull it back a little bit. But right now, I don't see the reason for being up in arms. I'm, nope. I don't get the Fox News panic. Jesus, those people. Next AI fiasco. Sweet! So for some history, back in 1997, IBM shocked the world when its supercomputer Deep Blue beat world chess champion Garry Kasparov in a live, highly promoted and televised match. Really? Mm-hmm. So after beating the grandmaster of chess, IBM decided to further humiliate the human species by dominating the beloved trivia game Jeopardy. Enter Watson. Okay. I thought Watson was named after Sherlock Holmes's roommate. Yeah. I was very disappointed to learn that it was named after the first CEO of IBM. Ah, so no nepotism there. It could have been a cool literature reference, and instead it was just shameless corporate ass-kissing. That's a bummer. Truly. 
Beating Kasparov had been impressive at the time, but also kind of not, because the parameters of a chess game are very rigid. There are a limited number of moves available, and machines are better at calculating than we are. Yeah. Watson, however, would need to be a much more fluid and complex piece of software. And to this day, Watson is one of the most famous and lauded of the quote-unquote AIs. I'm still saying it in quotes, because it's still not AI. Got it. Ultimately, it's just Wikipedia on steroids. Yeah. This thing would not have a prayer of beating the Turing test, unless all the Turing test was was asking questions that have to be answered in the form of a question. <laughs> Watson is very good at retrieving information that it has been programmed to be good at retrieving. The algorithms it uses are referred to as deep QA software. Hmm. Deep, by the way, being the current Silicon Valley buzzword for all things AI. Mm. Deep learning, deep neural networks. No one wants a shallow robot. AI operates on a corpse-burying paradigm. The deeper, the better. Thank you, William Birkenhair. But depth in this case does not imply any depth of understanding. Mm. And while Watson was not actively connected to the internet, its, quote, memory included basically all of Wikipedia, Wiktionary, Wikiquote, multiple editions of the Bible, and a ton of classic literature and how-to books. Totally fair. Yeah. Watson was developed with Jeopardy in mind. Oh, geez. And it famously beat all of the top champions in a highly publicized tournament on Jeopardy, which was the least surprising result of a trivia competition between humans and a machine that was designed to beat humans at trivia. <laughs> you can be the smartest person in the world. You're not going to beat a computer at the one thing that it's designed to be good at. Yeah. It's like a race between the fastest human in the world. It's like Usain Bolt versus a Tesla. <laughs> it's not a fair fight. That's not... It's not even a fight. <laughs> what were you doing? Why were you even on the track? Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. Like, why did we bother with this? Humans are not equipped to out-calculate a calculator. Yeah. And it would be just as unfair to pit a calculating device against a human in a non-calculation task. How about Watson versus Ken Jennings in a thumb war? I don't know who Ken Jennings is, but I'm going to assume Watson lost. <laughs> you got to make it a fair fight. Yeah. And speaking of thumb wars, the machine was a savage when it came to buzzing in to answer the question. You know, after you have to be the first. Right, because there's no neuron response. <laughs> yeah. It's electric response. There's no delay. You have to build in a delay on this thing. Right. Quote, after the match, Jennings and Rudder stressed that the computer still had cognitive catching up to do. They both agreed that if Jeopardy had been a written test, a measure of knowledge, not speed, they both would have outperformed Watson. It was the buzzer that killed us, Rudder said. Mm. Okay. Not sure. Yeah. But he has a point as far Ish. as like, yeah, yeah, you can't really beat the buzzer, but really, could you beat Wikipedia? Yeah. All of Wikipedia? All of Wikipedia ever? Every Bible? Encyclopedia Britannica? Yeah. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that makes you feel better. <laughs> Whatever lets you sleep at night, homie. So Watson became very famous via its rigged Jeopardy win, and the programmers decided to focus on upgrades. In a strategy that no one could possibly have anticipated would go wrong, the IBM researchers decided that Watson would improve its ability to speak like a natural human by learning slang. So the researchers fed it the entire online urban dictionary. Oh, good, sweet Lord baby Jesus. Really? This is the dictionary that includes entries like shexting, which is sexting while on the toilet, and clam jamming, which is the female equivalent of cock blocking. I want this program to respond to some of my texts. Every time my dad texts me, I just want to turn on Twatson and just have him just <laughs> fucking <laughs> say some shit. 
You want the Watson Chatterbot? I do. I want. I want the Twatson. Mm. Give me. You want the Watson Chatterbait? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it subsequently took a 35-person team to develop a software filter to stop Watson from swearing, and they spent valuable hours scraping the filth from Watson's memory banks. Scrubbing with soap. It's a goal that I kind of envy. Honestly, <laughs> I'd like to scrape the entire Urban Dictionary from my memory banks. Jesus, this stupid shit I've picked up. Are you kidding me? I want a whole team. Just two girls, one cup. Delete. <laughs> All of 2020, gone. <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> How great would that be? So since Watson is pretty good at using knowledge gleaned from the internet, IBM decided the natural next step was to mimic the extremely human tendency to Google every minor sickness symptom and assign a horrific diagnosis. Oh, sweet. Meet Watson for Oncology, the cancer-diagnosing doctor with the worst possible bedside manner. (laughs) You have cancer. (laughs) You have all of the cancer in your toe. Condolences. (laughs) Sucks to be you. Thoughts and prayers. Three weeks. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Sorry, I forgot it's the worst oncology doctor ever, so it's three weeks to a year. <laughs> Have fun planning your summer. Seven years to life. <laughs> Watson for Oncology has been at best a mixed bag. And part of the problem is that it's incredibly hard to determine whether this thing is working at all. Mm. Can you imagine trying to do an actual study with this? Like, okay, let's use nothing but Watson for oncology to diagnose cancer patients for a year and just see how many of them die. Like, how else would you know if Watson works? The only way to find out Watson is not working is to see a bunch of people fucking die. Well, he outscored Mengele, so win! (laughs) Sorry about your family, but now we know. Who's really going to miss your dad, honestly? So how has this new occupation for Watson worked out? Quote, this product is a piece of shit. Who said that? I got That was a doctor at Jupiter Hospital in Florida. Hmm. Quote, we bought it for marketing and with hopes that you would achieve the vision. We can't use it for most cases. A Florida man today bashed an <laughs> IBM product. <laughs> Florida man ain't holding back. No. And in this case, Florida man justified. Seriously, you're lucky he didn't throw a crock at you. The problem most likely is that Watson was fed a very limited amount of data that simply doesn't translate to all real world scenarios. Right. In 2017, the University of Texas's esteemed MD Anderson Cancer Center quit using Watson for oncology, and the software's future at this point is uncertain. Seems pretty certain to me, just not spelled out in black and white. Well, it's interesting because, uh, to be fair... To be fair. If you could feed the entire world's medical information into Watson, that actually would probably be able to develop algorithms that would work for the majority of people. If it could just take all of our information and synthesize that, that's what machines are great at. Right. It would increase, I'm sure, efficacy of, of diagnoses, but still bedside manner out the fucking window. That's true. But you have a, <laughs> the idea is that you have a doctor to sort of uh, be intermediary and give the bad news or something. Uh. But the idea is that Watson would actually give a better treatment regimen because it wouldn't be based on one guy's experience it would be based on like the total of humanity and all medical knowledge that we have and if you could just funnel that into watson that actually would be really helpful watson would spit out a bunch of ideas for treatments that you might not have thought of and that you're like well i don't think that works and watson's like well i happen to know that it does because i've seen a billion cases and you you've only seen a thousand right right so Ideally, something like Watson could work. All we have to do is just get rid of all privacy and laws protecting patient information. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, hackers, crackers, and people who are good at breaking down programming to get at the information they're in. Yeah, I mean, if you have a single repository, it is a vulnerable single repository, potentially. Yes. Yeah. But if you can make it work, we will die of less cancers and live in a fascist state. Fascism will save us all. You says, said that shit out loud. So says QAnon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, have you heard of Solid Gold Bomb? No. It sounds like something you smoke and can't remember the rest of your day. Yeah. But rather is a custom t-shirt store that had the brilliant idea of automating the process of finding cool slogans and word combinations to slap on merchandise. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> its dictionary algorithm produced shirts with catchy quips like, Keep calm and rape a lot. And keep calm and hit her. They all included keep calm and then some serious non sequiturs. <laughs> keep calm and tulip dictionary. What? Exactly. But the problem is you're also going to run into, you know, some things that you don't want to do while keeping calm or probably not at all. Ever. Yes. Yeah. Keep calm and hit her. That's some sociopath behavior. I was like, you, say. Shouldn't, you shouldn't hit anyone at all. But like if you do, at least be worked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't make it okay. But, like, if you're super calm while you're beating your wife, yeah. I think you're worse. No, I, I know you're worse. You know how I know? Because I've watched the movie Sounds of the Lambs, and they talk about how his blood pressure never went above 110. Exactly. Even when he ate her tongue. Yeah, I want to mm. see you being a little bit affected by what's happening. Sweat a little. Hyperventilate. Yeah. Show me that you give a shit. But you know what? Domestic abusers and felons buy shirts, too. <laughs> so it could have been a great idea. It wasn't. It didn't work. They went out of business. It was terrible. It's a bad idea. It became just for a second the proponent of shirts for pedos. What the fuck? It was no pedos. It was uh, rapists and domestic abusers. Let's be specific. Let's be pal. Let's not slander my good name. I have standards. These are lies. In 2011, two competing Amazon booksellers programmed automatic pricing algorithms to keep pace with each other, leading to a war of escalation that resulted in a textbook about flies priced at $23 million. Did it sell? It's like a fly textbook pricing arms race. This is the Cold War for insect textbooks. That no one was investing in. Mm. Mm. So you may have heard of this next one because it was actually pretty big news. Hmm. But Amazon has been developing facial recognition technology, which they call recognition, spelled with a K. That's the name of it. Of I will never get over my hatred for Silicon Valley's obsession with intentional misspellings. It drives me fucking nuts as an English major and just a human. As a literate human, yes. Missing vowels, backward letter. They'll just throw like a backward. Just stop it. Cut that out. Yes, we've all been in high school. We get it. You're so edgy. Fuck off. I can't find my soapbox, but... Ah, yeah. No, I, I burned it. So as you can imagine, facial recognition technology is controversial. Mm. For instance, the New York Times used it to identify guests at Meghan Markle's wedding. They can now just take a video and run it through some of this stuff and figure out who was where. We have a lot of British listeners. Yeah. I feel like the some insomniacs were represented at that wedding. None of them were invited. They just... They showed up. Yeah. On a more sinister note, Amazon famously sold its facial recognition technology to police departments, despite the fact that it has a track record of dubious accuracy. Oh, fun. And this is a problem for a number of reasons. Like, if it works, we're basically living in a surveillance state. 
If it doesn't work, we're living in an incompetent surveillance state. I honestly can't decide which of those is worse. Do you want to live in 1984 or 1983 and a half? Or 1894. 1894, right. We think he did it, Governor. Why? Because he looks funny. <laughs> She's a witch. She's a witch, Banner. In 2018, the American Civil Liberties Union performed a test using Amazon's recognition software, and recognition with a K identified 28 members of Congress as potential convicts and criminals. <laughs> that actually sounds terrifyingly accurate. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking like white-collar crimes and stuff, they're probably right. On the nosy. Worse, the software misidentified African-American and Latino members at a higher rate, which is a common problem with this emerging technology. Yeah, weird. I wonder who it's taking its quotes from. Amazon's response was not the best. <laughs> they said that the technology is intended to be used just to narrow down the potential perpetrators among a group of suspects. No, 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 guys, guys, it's just racial profiling. All we're doing is just codifying racial profiling. What's wrong with this? Yeah, we're just confirming the biases of police officers. These are things they already, they've already chosen, these people, and we're just confirming that, yes, it's the brown people. It's just, it should be recognition with two more Ks. <laughs> In 2020, under mounting pressure, Amazon announced a one-year freeze on use of the software by police departments. Except not really because they're allowing exceptions for cases of child sex trafficking. And we're back to QAnon. Sweet! So you can't be falsely identified by this software as like a crack dealer or mm. whatever, but it can still falsely identify you as a pedophile and sex trafficker. Sweet! That's way better! That won't affect your life in At all. any major way. <laughs> Plus, the limited moratorium on police use of the software is going to run out in just a couple months. So, you know, look forward to that. So I'm going to go strutting across public parks and just see what happens from now on. If you're walking across the street and you just get hit with one of those uh, flying nets, right. you know that <laughs> recognition with a K is back. A company that can't even spell recognition is going to be trying to recognize whether you've committed a crime. I, yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah. yeah. So the next AI, these are interesting, and we have talked about these before. So there are a bunch of websites that use a version of NVIDIA's AI called StyleGAN. GAN, G-A-N, stands for Generative Adversarial Network. It's basically a pair of software algorithms that are fed a huge set of sample faces, whether it's like cats or dogs or humans, and then they begin working against each other and benefiting from competition. So one program, the Generative Network, is trying to create fake faces that will fool the other program, the Discriminative Network. And the Discriminative Network gets better and better at spotting fakes over time, which makes the Generative Network work harder and get better and better at creating a convincing fake, until the software has trained itself to generate fake faces of humans or cats or whatever. Oh, God, is this the one that generated all those faces of cats that looked like absolute aliens? It doesn't always go smoothly. <laughs> Again, your talent for understatement is thrilling. The latest version, to be fair... To be valid that was released last year it's much improved but you still get unfortunate reminders of its previous incarnation when it spontaneously generates absolute hellspawn nightmare images that will haunt your dreams i don't need to see one what why 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 are you feverishly searching you miserable bastard don't do this to me i will post these pictures on the discord for listeners oh god that's like picasso done by mangala kill it with fire kill it with fire that's just sad, actually. Yeah, I mean, that looks like a birth defect. I would believe that was a real cat, but yeah, I would feel like, really oh, bad for that cat. Somebody had a little genetic drift. 
And of course, these programs can be used to make fake social media profiles because most of them are incredible. Like, mm. it'll be a face that you absolutely believe is a human face. It looks like an Instagram picture, and it's a person that does not exist. So you can use these combined with, say, a chatterbot, and now you've got an army of Russian trolls that actually look like real people, and they don't exist, so they're not traceable to anyone, mm -hmm. and they're out there just spewing nonsense. Sweet. So we've invented our own digital social media assassins. I love this. This is a great idea. Yeah. Tay with a face. She now has a racist-ass face. <laughs> One of the biggest problems with AI is that, once again, it's limited by its data set. Thus was the case with Amazon's staff recruitment software. It was in charge of analyzing applications and rejecting unqualified or undesirable applicants. Oh, no. But it used as reference, in other words, it was trained via the entire database of previous Amazon applicants. That was all they had access to, being just the company Amazon. Right. Most of whom were white men. The software was scrapped when it was found to be rejecting applicants from women's colleges, or in fact anyone whose resume included the word women's, as in women's college or women's tennis team. Amazon claimed the software had only been used in trials and didn't actually result in rejecting any applicants, which is exactly what you'd say if your misogynistic software had rejected a bunch of women and exposed you to potential legal liability. Right. Honesty is the best policy, not a lucrative policy. No. Come on, Amazon. Come on, Amazon. We your soul it. is at stake. That's the problem. Is you know, it turns out, I don't know if you're aware of this, corporations, not only not humans... Don't have souls. No, they, they have souls. They're just black holes. Yeah. They just suck shit in. Nothing comes out and nothing escapes. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I got for <sighs> AI fails. I love hearing about AI fails mostly because it makes me sleep better at night. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, we're nowhere near Skynet. We can't even get a non-racist narrow AI. <laughs> Sweet. I know. It's kind of sad, but also comforting. Oh, so comforting. Uh, we are once again wanting you to come down to the Discord and party. And, uh, you know, otherwise, as per usual, and as always, knowledge is power. Sleep is overrated.